Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom shakalaka. You wanted to come with it, done it, we got her with punishment. Nuggets is covered, that's like it's either what we come with. Others in love with the drug and this family that's running it. Long as the public is coming, then we keep them loving it. Forget this, forget this, forget this, forget this. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to 48 Minutes. I am here today hosting. Tim is gone. He's out. He is. He is. Honeymoon time, baby. <laughs> Honeymoon time. <laughs> I'm joined with Ben Brown and Josh Hayes of the Shot Cowers crew. How are you guys doing tonight? Buddy, I am wonderful, man. I, I'm uh, very happy that Tim's getting this well-deserved break. Um, he's enjoying his honeymoon. He's a married man. So uh, congratulations and big up to him and Grace. And, and it was a beautiful ceremony. Uh, but, man, it's NBA playoff time. And I know he's jonesing down there on his honeymoon. He probably because is. Because I know he took, he took a little social media hiatus. But I'm sure he's watching some NBA hoops somewhere. So Yeah, um, yeah. I, or he's, he's at least checking scores. Right. <laughs> that psychopath. I did the same thing on my honeymoon. I'm not even going to lie. Right. So, so, yeah, I'm very happy. And, and, and by the way, Ben, props on, on – I appreciate that, brother. It, it, tell you what, man, it, it was you. You think you know you're gonna have it under control until it starts to go, and then the music hits. You're like, man, like this is this, this is a big this moment. This is a it's, real deal. It's you a did, real deal. <laughs> you did a fantastic job. I appreciate man. that, brother. Fantastic, my my wife said so too. She's like, he was great. <laughs> I appreciate it. Anybody jo- looking to get married, let me know. I got you. <laughs> you got you. And Josh was there looking fly as hell in his white dinner jacket yes james, he did james hey, james bond style man looking <laughs> looking he good. came through clean and crispy how you doing today josh hey man i'm doing good i was i was just happy to be part of it man i know we all miss tim tim's hanging out in orlando at disney world's like his favorite place to be um i had you two guys there uh both of you are on my right on the screen sean best man um, I will tell you that I felt like for the entirety of everything that happened, I thought you were spot on, man, with everything that you did. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate Absolutely. that. This was my, this was my, uh, this is probably my, my last run as a best man in a wedding. So <laughs> all of my friends are now married and everything. Yeah. So, so, you know, that was the one thing I had to get Tim all situated and, and, and we're off now. We're all, we're all married dudes now. So, yeah, it's crazy. So, <laughs> so NBA playoffs are going on. Um, we are right in the midst of it. Uh, there's a lot going on uh, in the East in the West everywhere. There's been some, uh, it's been a couple weeks since we've, we've had a podcast um, because of the wedding and everything. Um, but um, darlings right now um, in terms of, of fandom. And I feel like most NBA fans, if you're a true NBA fan, you're kind of rooting for the Knicks just because it's been so long and it just feels good to, to have them back in the playoffs. Yeah. I, I, I say this, and we were talking about this before we started to record. Um, it is, it just feels good. Whether you love them or you hate them to see the garden rocking like that um, to see, you know, I mean, there was energy. Uh, the players were playing with energy. Um, you finally have, a team that you can be proud of after all those years. Um, 
you know, you've got Derrick Rose there who's playing out of his mind. Julius Randle, who's just uh, given the most improved player award. He's playing out of his mind. You're getting big minutes from uh, R.J. Barrett. Uh, Obi Toppin gave him big minutes the other night. I mean, it's it has been really fun to watch this young Knicks team in their first playoff push. Um, and, and it's and it's a good series. Then you got the villain. You got Trey Young, the villain. Ice <laughs> Trey, the game. He's Ice trying Trey. to play the villain role. And I love that because, you know, I grew up a Pacers guy, so – Number villain number one is Reggie Miller. You know Reggie I mean? Miller, so, Reggie Miller, man. You know, yeah. so so to see Ice Trey to go in there and and he says all these things and he's you know he's hyping it up like it's it's legit, man. Like it, it's it's a fun series. You've got the villain part. You've got like you know you got all these things going on, man. And it, it it has just been absolutely fun to watch that series. And and the thing that's that's so great about about all of this is they are kind of truly an underdog story this year. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think, uh, you know, most, most NBA insiders didn't really have the Knicks going that far this year. Uh, Cause they got kind of a motley crew of, of, of guys this season. Yep. Um, and a lot of guys that have, have kind of been dumped off of other teams or, you know, have something to prove. I mean, Julius Randall, a perfect example of that. This is a perfect situation. And he ended up, he finally ended up getting a coach. Um, that it's held him accountable and made him into an absolutely great basketball player. Uh, the most improved player of the year. And uh, also as a, as a lifetime bulls fan, I have to say seeing Tom Thibodeau, Derek Rose and Taj Gibson together again <laughs> out there. And Derek Rose has been playing out of his mind. He's another one. Yeah. But these are, these are guys that were, have kind of been outcasts. I mean, uh, two, two or three years ago, Derrick Rose was almost out of the league when he had that uh-huh. stint with Cleveland. So, yep. Yep. you know, um, you look back at that and see him progress, you know, going out there and, and doing old school Derrick Rose things um, is, is great. And on top of that, you got a fun, you got some fun young players, RJ Barrett, obviously, and Obi Toppin also. So um, it's been a lot of fun to see those guys go out there and just, uh, you know, really work for something. And, and, you know, they all have a chip on their shoulder. They all have something to prove, um, which is, you know, fantastic. And I'm just, I'm so happy for that team to see them in, uh, you know, in the playoffs right now and Man. playing a, and, and in a good series too. This is a good series. And yes, I think everyone, is. everyone agrees right now. This is the, this is the series everybody is really watching because it's good. The teams are both, they're, they're kind of evenly matched at the mm-hmm. moment. So, um, Josh, what are your thoughts on this series so far? So, you know, we, we had, a, we were shooting some texts back and forth and, and I don't know if you guys remember, but early on in the season, we brought the Knicks up a lot about how this team could potentially be a really fun team to watch. They're super young. They got tons of talent. And then they added some veteran leadership and, uh, Sean, I'm right with you as being a, a Bulls fan, you know, getting Tibbs in there and he got to. He got to be able to coach his way and he got players to buy in. We saw what he did in Chicago with that roster that he had there. And he he kind of he kind of gets guys to, to get the most out of them. And I think that's what he got with this Knicks roster. He's got the best out of them. And you know, you got some guys you can build on. Like Julius Randle's only what 26 years old. Like he's still got yeah. a lot. Yeah, he's young. Barrett, Barrett's only 20. Uh, yeah. you know, Obi Toppin, like you said, uh, they got these guys that that they can keep them around, like that's going to be a team in the future that's going to be hard to beat. And 
the biggest thing that I think we got out of it was, man, letting 15,000 into Madison Square Garden. Like, it looked like it was a sellout crowd. I mean, they oh, man. And it was like we had the full effect of the playoff atmosphere back. And um, I can't wait for every game to get to that point because it was like we were watching, you know, the NBA Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> it was the first game of a 4-5 series. And that's right. <laughs> so I'm hyped to watch the rest of this series. I think it could go seven. It could swing either way. Um, I'm a huge fan of Trey Young. I think Trey Young brings a lot to basketball with his swagger and kind of the way he plays. And I know if Tim's right now was here, he'd try to probably reach to the computer and smack me. Uh, <laughs> not a fan, but uh, I think Ice Trey is uh, he, he's going to be there for years to come, man. And, and he's definitely going to be a guy that there's going to be a lot of people that's going to uh, it's going to he's going to rub the wrong way because he's definitely cocky and confident at the same time. But he can also back it up. Absolutely. And and we may go back, you know, and, and we're already we're already saying, you know, the the trade for Luka Doncic was a, was a huge mistake. But, you know, Atlanta still got a really fun player out of it. Um, you know, I mean, looking back, they shouldn't have done it because Luka's and he, at Luka's someone we'll talk about in a little while. But um, Trey Young is a is a great basketball player. Uh-huh. I know you got you got to hide him on defense things of that nature, but he's, he's a great basketball player and the swagger, the uh, he's, he's good for the game, man. He's one of those guys that's just good to have in the NBA right now. He's fun. And he's kind of ushering in this new era of, of players, young players that's coming in. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to have him out there, even though Tim isn't. <laughs> <laughs> even though Tim quoted Tim, he says, Oh, he's got a punchable face. <laughs> he's got a punchable face. So I'm, wait, I'm waiting him to start making fun of his hair or something. That's yeah, the he nice will. Thing. <laughs> so, um, so, so, well, and, and, and tomorrow night we've got uh tomorrow night, the Knicks are actually, they're, they're going to Atlanta. Um, and the series is tied, tied one, one, um, the first night, uh, obviously Trey young ended up hitting the game winning shot mm-hmm. and, uh, they won by two. Of course, he made the quote, got real quiet in there. And everybody's really, you know, all the Knicks fans are mad about it. Great. Awesome. Knicks came out the next night, beat them by nine. Uh, they came out with the intensity. The crowd was there. The crowd was really there last night. Yes, it um, was. And then tomorrow they, they visit Atlanta. So um, probably not going to be as hopping as Madison Square Garden, but it's going to be a show. So I just can't wait till they get it back there. Uh, for game five next Wednesday. I think it's going to be really, really fun. I agree. Absolutely. So are now do you guys, are you guys, uh, who, who do you both have in this, in this series? Uh, Atlanta, New York. Yeah. I honestly feel like it's a toss up, man. Like I, <laughs> um, they finished with identical records. Um, the Knicks have home court advantage. And with that crowd. Yeah. I would have to say the Knicks kind of have the upper hand okay, with the crowd and having game seven in New York. Um, they are young. I don't know. That's tough. That is tough. Yeah. yeah. It's a tough one. I, I completely agree with you. I yeah. It's tough. Um, I, I think that New York gets more out of, out of their um, other guys than the Hawks do. Um, I think that, you know, having a Derrick Rose come off the bench is, is huge for them. Um, you're playing in the garden, which I think 
the garden is a six man. You know, what I mean, <laughs> it like is. it's it's I mean, it's a six man. It is. Um, I, I, you know, and I think that having Tibbs there who has that experience and and those guys play with some toughness and some grit. Not saying that Atlanta doesn't. But they have they have that they've got that Thibodeau stamp on them, and they and you can tell by the way they play. And they came out that second game, um, they they've got that Thibodeau stamp. So if I had to pick today, I I would say I would say the Knicks. I would say the Knicks. I think I'm there too. Um, okay. I feel like this last game too. Did you guys like get a little glimpse of we got some old school Derrick Rose in that game? Oh Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it, this, a, this, he feels like this is his redemption song, man. I'm telling you. Well, he's, he's the, let's, let's be honest, guys. He's the only NBA MVP in the series. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, absolutely. So, you know, and he can, he can turn it on still. He's not, he's, you know, he's, uh, he's a great basketball player. I always have fond memories of him. Um, absolutely. In Chicago. So, um, moving on here. So, um, <sighs> Clippers, guys. We're moving out west. Uh, Clippers are down 0-2 against the Dallas Mavericks. This is something I don't think most people had had coming. Um, Luca is just doing anything he wants to these guys, and um, I, for one, I feel like the, the Clippers should be a little bit ashamed right now that they're down 0-2. They should have gotten one of those games. They were both at home. Um, they have two of the best defenders in the NBA, and they still lost twice. Mm-hmm. Um, last year it was kind of a similar situation, and sneezed. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, last year was kind of a similar situation. We wanted the Battle of LA. I feel like we're still not going to get the Battle of LA. I feel like this this Mavericks team. A lot of them are comparing them to the We Believe Warriors at this point, which is. I don't know about that, but they they definitely have a better player than anybody that was on the, we believe warriors. Um, I'm not sure that the Clippers are going to be able to dig themselves out of this hole at this moment. Um, I just, uh, I have concerns. Uh, The Mavs are running on all cylinders right now. All their players are out there um, doing what they need to do. And this is like Luca's time to shine. Like he is, he's had, you know, We've been saying that, you know, he's the next big thing. He's the next big thing. And now he's here and he's doing this to a team that, you know, should be doing it to him. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm not quite sure we're going to, we're going to, we're going to get that battle of LA at this point. Um, just because, I mean, let's look here. I'm just kind of looking back at the, at the scores from the other night here. So um, the Mavericks won 127 to 121 last night. And uh, Luca had 39 points. Seven rebounds and seven assists. Yeah. Yeah, he's been killing it, man. Uh, Here's the thing. Here's the thing that bothers me about the Clippers. Um, So you you have this roster, and you look at this roster, and you see all these guys that they've brought in. Uh, You know, your your Morris Seniors and your Zuboxes and your Patrick Beverly's and your Abacas and your Rondos. They got into this series and they've got nothing from them guys. I mean, yeah. absolutely nothing. I no. mean, Paul George. People want to want to say playoff P, blah blah blah. I mean, now granted, he shot one for seven the other night from three, but he still had twenty eight points, twelve rebounds, and was twelve from twenty two from the field and twelve rebounds. I'm like, yeah. As as a number two, like 
I can't I can't blame him for that loss. Not at all. Not you know, and, no. and, you know, Kawhi gave you 41. 41. I mean, that, 41 and that's, and that's six. the other thing. We're not we're not even talking about the 41 points that Kawhi had. Right. But, the, but like you said, the rest of this team, they're not giving them shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, you <laughs> look at Morris. Batum, I mean, he gave you nine points. Yeah. Rondo was – I mean, I'm not expecting Rondo to score, but like four points. This is not playoff Rondo. <laughs> yeah. Abaco play, played six minutes, two points. Like, yeah. you're, you're, not, you're not getting the contributions that you should be getting from the Clippers. I mean, you're getting it from the top, but nobody – your other starters had 14 points. 14. Well, well you, you have to look at – you have to look at Dallas's roster too because they're – they're getting they're getting some good production from some and guys. that yeah and that yeah yeah that was my next point. Hardaway Jr. had twenty eight and five assists. Porzingis was twenty four rebounds, and Luca 39, 39 points on five of thirteen from three and sixteen for twenty nine from the field. Yeah. So like their starters are playing big time minutes and they're giving them big time production. Um, it's weird that. Why had 41 and still got outshined by Luca? And when you go back and watch it, like it's not like he's doing it against, you know, Phoenix Smith or like they're switching off Paul George. They're switching off Kawhi Leonard. I mean, they've got all kinds of different guys trying to guard Luca, and he is just getting buckets on all of them. Like it doesn't matter who guards him. Well, and one, the- I mean, the you know, Patrick Beverly is considered this great defender, and he, you know, he claims to be this great defender. I mean, and Luca just has ate him a lot. I mean, he just ate him a lot. Yeah, and 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 you know, Luca's one of those guys who can go after a guy like Patrick Beverly, who is a little bit past his prime, and mm-hmm. he's able to go and eat through the bum guys at this point and yep. and make the best out of it. And that's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. And I don't know what the answer is because. You know, uh, poor Zingas has played very well. Um, I feel like he fi- he kind of knows his role. I feel like th- on this team yeah. at this point, um, like he knows it's Luca's team, and you know he's he's going out there to be that number two. As long as you know your role, you're going to be in good shape. And Tim Hardaway Jr. They're getting great production out of him, especially last night. So yeah, he, he's um, played really well. You know, and honestly, I mean, it's not like these are completely. You know, they're not getting completely shut out or anything. I mean, really, the third quarter was the thing that did him in last night, but. Um, I don't know what kind of adjustments the Clippers are going to have to make. I don't know if you just double Luca the whole game and just, you know, throw, you know, and, and force someone like Josh Richardson to shoot or, 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 you know, uh, Finney Smith, someone like that. I, I just, I don't know what you do at this point to stop something like that. Here's the problem is that um, I'm going to throw some numbers out at you guys real quick. And, you know, Luca is is shooting the worst on the team, I think, from three point range. But as a team, after two games, Dallas is shooting fifty five percent from the floor, and they're shooting fifty percent from three point range. They are thirty five of seventy from three point range. They're on fire. I don't know how much longer they can keep that up. So game three is going to tell a lot about the Clippers, like how much they've made an adjustment. And if Dallas shoots the lights out like that again, like you might as well call it. We'll call it a gentleman sweep at that. We'll give them five. We'll, we'll say it goes five. If Dallas wins tomorrow, it goes five. If they yeah. win tomorrow, I still think the Clippers got a shot to get back in this because I don't think Dallas can shoot like this the rest of the series. I, I mean, Hardaway's 11 for 17 from three-point range. Like, he's just oh, – wow. 
Like he's literally clipping everything. I mean, he's making everything. So how much, how long can you keep that up? Like legit, how long can you keep up that shooting? Right. And that's well, way, like you said, the Clippers, the Clippers were the number one or number two, three point shooting team in the entire league. And like they're shooting less than 40%. And then you got Dallas shooting over 50%. I'm like, doesn't really make sense. But like you said, Luca's controlling the tempo of the whole game. So until they can knock him off track, like I think they're going to have problems. Yeah. I yeah. agree with that. So uh, moving around to some other teams, uh, let's, let's talk about some more, some more Eastern basketball, Philadelphia and the wizards. Um, I feel like that is already, I think that's going to be over pretty quick. Um, that's a wrap. That, that, I feel like that one, even though it's, it's just 2-0, um, I, I, think, I think that one's done. They ended up they, – they blew them out of the water last night. Um, yeah, and Russ got hurt. And Russ so, I mean, got hurt. I, I yeah, just, it's, if, he if, he's, if he's not Russell Westbrook, like, it's going to be tough. But if he's a hurt Russell Westbrook, like, it's over. It's over. I think we're, we're already looking forward to this uh, Brooklyn-Milwaukee series. Oh, Yes. Oh yes, and let's let's get on to Milwaukee. Let's get on to Milwaukee, a team that's underperformed in the playoffs the last couple of years. Um, and I feel like for the first time ever, um, I'm going to say this: the the Bucks are are very very scary at this moment, and they are absolutely locked in. Mm-hmm. Um, the addition of Rue Holiday this year uh, over Eric Bledsoe has just been completely night and day. Um, I have never, they are one of the most focused teams in, in, in basketball at the moment. Um, they're just playing incredible, incredible basketball. So um, they took that heat loss last year, personal. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. yes they, and they did, they did. And they, cause they, they, they were the better team and Miami just flat out outplayed them. Just flat yeah. out played them. So um, the Bucks only won by two. That Middleton shot uh, uh, the first game of the playoffs the other day. Um, he, Middleton ended up hitting the the shot. After that, like I don't know what happened. I don't know if it just took the wind out of their sails or what. But the <laughs> right yeah. now, uh, r- right now I'm looking at the game. And we're in the fourth quarter, five minutes left, and and they're up, you know, thirty points. The yeah. other night, uh, they ended up beating them by thirty four. Um, yep. completely locked in. I feel like they totally took the wind out of the sails of the Miami heat. And I think, I feel like you got to think about this. The Miami heat played a really long season last year, They did a really, really long season. And um, they stretched out, went to the NBA finals, surprisingly. And um, I, you know, I'm always, I'm always very impressed by that organization and being able to get the most of its players. But I just feel like, this last year, I think it just took so much out of them. And I feel like, you know, I, I don't know if they have much more to give with the current group of people that they have assembled on this roster at the moment. Oh yeah. I would agree with that. I, I think last year took, took a lot out of them. Um, they were, they were physically drained. Um, then there was the quick turnaround. Um, and then you didn't really rebuild your roster that much. Um, you just kind of went in like you're like, okay, well, these are the cars we got, and this is these this is what we're using. And your biggest acquisition was Trevor Ariza. I mean, yeah, you know what I mean. Like it, it's it's uh wasn't wasn't didn't move the needle. You know what I mean? Sure, um, sure. Jimmy Butler was hurt most a lot uh, a lot this year. Bam Adebayo had a good year, but you know, 
Dragic was in and out of the lineup. Tyler Hero had a steep step back. Um, like it was, it, it, it's just not a, it was just not a good, just not a good fit or feel for this this Miami Heat team this year for sure. And the Bucks have shown that. Bucks have, the Bucks came in, they struggled that first game. Middleton hit a shot, and then they were like, "We're really much, we're a lot better than they are." So you could see them just kind of take over those next these next two games and just like just dominated them. Well, and and on top of that, I just I feel like the Bucks have kind of a deeper team right now. They have just have a good assembled, and they're getting good production from some guys that you know I'm not sure a lot of other teams would get production out. I mean, they're getting you know 11 points and five rebounds out of Bobby Portis. You know, right. they got PJ Tucker, who's tough as nails. You know, yep. he's a good guy you want to have on there. Pat Connaughton, um, another guy. Friend of the putting, show. Part, right. Yeah, yes, a friend of the program. <laughs> Uh, is giving them some really good minutes all three games. Uh, yeah, where I don't know they're they're. I, I was just looking at the stats. All five of their starters right now. Well, four of their five starters are close to having twenty points. Yep. Um, and then your boy, <laughs> Defensenjo, uh, he hasn't even scored. Oh, Vincent. And I, I've always wondered why they haven't went a different route with that other guard spot and maybe tried to start somebody else. But I guess it works for them. Like you said, holidays, like, legit balled out. Yeah. There's always – I feel like there's some teams, they always have one kind of head-scratching, you know, uh, guard player. I feel like the Bulls back in the the Tom Thibodeau era, like, he just loved starting Keith Bogans. Yeah. Like he would just, he would just love to, to start him. And you'd be like, what's this guy give you? You know, what, <laughs> what does he give you every night? You know, but he, he liked the way he came out and he was able to pull another player off the bench and, you know, and, and, and make up for it later on, but he, he liked to start that. So you never know. So um, I think that the, 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 the Milwaukee Bucks are going to be a lot of fun. We cannot wait to see them take on, you know, potentially the, the Brooklyn Nets or the Philadelphia 76ers. I think those are going to be great series. Mm-hmm. And I think we're, I think we're going to get them this year too. I think we're going to get them. So this is going to be a, that one's going to be a lot of fun. Um, heading back over to the West coast Lakers um, lost the first game. Uh, it was kind of stunning in a kind of a stunning fashion. Tied it up. So tonight they're, they're back on. Um, do you guys think that the Suns have a chance to win this series at all? No, not not with a not with a injured Chris Paul. They do not. Okay. Yeah. I, if Chris. Yeah. If Chris Paul's hurt. Yeah, they don't have a shot. They looked really bad last night uh, with Chris Paul playing, and uh, or was it the night before? Yeah. It was last night, right? Tuesday. It was Tuesday night before. Yeah. They play against night. You can tell, like, and and I and it bothers me a great deal, like. You have such a, a guy that's such a great player, and we've never been able to get a full like run in the playoffs with him without some type of random injury. Like I don't even know when he got hurt. Yeah, yeah, I'm not really sure when he got hurt, but it was uh, it was it was one of those plays I think where he went up for a shot and his shoulder got caught or something like that. You know, you know, they're just a different. I, they're a different team with him on the floor. Like his- oh, absolutely. Yeah, if he can't beat Chris Paul, man, it's it's you know they they're gonna they're gonna struggle. Um, and I and I think the other thing is that Anthony Davis is a little bit more motivated after that first game. 
because um, he came out and played like complete dog water. Um, <laughs> and, and now, you know, that second game he came out, you know, had 34 points uh, and played really well. So if he's if he's Anthony Davis that is motivated, then I think that that uh, and Chris Paul is hurt. I think that series um, may go quicker than we thought it would originally. All right, guys. So quickly before we get out of here, what has I, I got to ask both of you, what has been the thing that you've been most surprised about during the NBA playoffs so, year, so far this year? Ooh, um, I say Memphis Jazz. Um, okay. John Morant has been special. Um, he's kind of put himself up in a, in a different, different level. I mean, he had 47 points last night. Uh, in the loss, um, and, and I think that series is going to be a lot closer than what people think because I think that I like the young Memphis core. Um, I do think the Jazz, of course, will win the series. Um, I think Donovan Mitchell didn't get nearly enough credit um, going into the series because he they the Jazz thought they could win without him, and then Memphis came and won game one. Um, so then Donovan Mitchell played game two and you could tell the difference with him on the floor um, as far as being able, you know, his ability to score the basketball um, and do other things. It, it really makes a difference. So um, I like that Memphis team. I don't think that this is their year, but uh, that young core is going to make that series fun. Um, but I think with Donovan Mitchell on the floor with the Jazz, I think that that's going to be. Uh, the Jazz will win that series, but it will be a fun series, and I've liked it so far. I think that um, that Memphis, that young Memphis core, man, they're there for fun to watch. Uh, and John Moran is slowly becoming a superstar. Ben, you totally took what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm going to go with, um, honestly, I, I mean, I know we just talked about it uh, a little bit ago, but I'm going to go with how dominant Luka is in this series with the Clippers and having arguably the two best wing defenders in the NBA, and they cannot do anything with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I expected maybe 4-2, kind of like what it was last year, but it looks like it might be 4-2 the other way or even a sweep at this point if they can't figure him out. But I knew, I knew last year when Luka um, lost in that series, he kind of had Dallas on his back, and he played without Porzingis that first time. And you could already start to see that the the onslaught was coming with him for years to come. And I just think that how confident he is in his game right now and um, do the amount of trash talking that he's doing against the Clippers right now. Like it's fun to watch and like answer for him. So they can't even say anything back like they're just. So I think that's been for me is how dominant Luke has been right now after the first two games of this. And I think the Clippers were kind of thinking like, yeah, we'll get through this first round so we can get ready to play, you know, potentially the Lakers in the finals. And they're like, yeah, it's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would agree with that. It is. It, it's been a, uh, it's been a ride so far. I feel like uh, this has definitely been a little bit more entertaining than last year's, which was just, uh, just weird. I'll just say yeah. it was, it was just weird. Um, so um so with that, um, we will be saying goodbye for the week. Uh, we will be back next week. Um, I'm not sure if Tim will be on, um, if he comes back next week or, or what we're going to be doing. But um, thank you for joining us. And uh, 
I hope you have a great rest of your week. Have a great holiday weekend. Absolutely. Enjoy the holiday. Enjoy. All right. See you guys.